heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Let's have a chat to Aussie Kerr because it could be a huge day for Aussie. He's already won uh, a couple of Caulfield Cups with very elegant and incentivised. He's got a good chance to win another one on Saturday. How are you, Aussie? Very well, Michael. Thank you. Uh, I know you've got plenty of horses, but you must get uh, super excited when these majors come around. Oh, absolutely. It's what it's all about. Um, yeah, I love it. It's, it's hard work because, um, you know, you get excited and there's nothing else that really matters. And, um, you know, you try to run a few businesses and that doesn't happen because, <laughs> you know, uh, you can't focus or you've got lunches booked and dinners and you want to catch up with everybody and um, and live the dream and and... Uh, I, f- I find the lead-up to the races a lot more exciting um, because, as you know, uh, there's a lot more disappointment um, after the races run um, because, you know, it's very, it's very rare that you end up winning um, these races and as much as you know, you'd love to, um, we really make sure we enjoy ourselves prior because um, that's the dream. Tell us about Valiant King because he's a horse that most Aussie punters um, don't know all that much about. And, of course, he's from Joseph O'Brien's stable. And um, you've managed to um, get into the ownership of the horse, which I'd imagine would be hard to do with um, those overseas um, well-performed horses trained by Joseph and Aidan O'Brien as well. So how do you go about doing that? Look, we were lucky. We, we struck a good relationship early um, with uh, Buckaroo, um, with Qatar, uh, racing and so we had a good relationship um, with Sheikh Fahad there and um, and we were just you know we text each other quite regularly and um, Valiant King had run and he was a lightly raced also I think he'd only had three starts at a time and um, we thought he's a nice progressive stayer for the future um, we we weren't sure that he'd make the Caulfield Cup, um, especially on the weight that he, he'd received. And we thought we'd give him a couple of light runs in Australia and really get him ready for next year. Uh, so we rolled the dice and, uh, and fortunate enough that, um, you know, once I sort of contacted, well, prior to that, I contacted Chief Fahad when he'd had actually um, run at Ascot and said, I'd like this one if you'd do a deal on this one as well. And he said, yep, sure. It was pretty easy. It was pretty good. It was done very quickly and um, and here we go and you know he's had a, a lot of things go his way so I'm pretty optimistic um, you know w- with Valiant King because I just find that you need a lot of luck to one get into the Caulfield Cup and two run well I think Valiant King's one of those horses that uh, he's sort of he's, he's got into the field um, he's got a, he's got 50 kilos uh, we've been able to secure Jamie um, early on on his back and his Dawn Barrier one, which with a little bit of luck um, could be a nice barrier for him and we know he'll stay. Uh, so, look, if you just discount his last run where he sort of pulled up with, you know, a bit of mucus. So there was an runs, excuse last start, was there? Yeah, 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 yeah. We wouldn't have gone on if there wasn't, but, yeah, he, he had an excuse Um he had a fair bit of mucus after his last run. But if you discount that last run, um, and I think that's what the handicap is, because I think on his previous run, I thought he, he, he might get a little bit more weight, but his last run probably um, affected that, and that's probably why he only got his 50 kilos. But if you discount his last run and go off his previous run, 
um, I think he's right in it, um, especially with 50 kilos. So, look, he's a good chance and uh, he's lightly raced. And, um, yeah, they're the sort of horses that they can pop up with a good run. I'm not sure if Joseph is coming out for the Caulfield Cup, but what's the plans post-Saturday with Valiant King? Uh, like I said, we weren't... Um, we were sort of looking uh, at giving him a very light campaign, um, probably very similar to what we did with Sulcum last mm. year. Um, they're progressive horses. We only gave Sulcum one run last year in the Queen's Cup, and we looked after him, and um, he obviously didn't perform to expectations during the autumn, but he's now come back well. But I think... I think from that experience, we will probably do something very similar with Valiant King. He's a likely race yep. three-year-old. We think he's got the ability. Um, we'll see how he goes in the Caulfield Cup, um, but it wouldn't bother me if he just ran in the Caulfield Cup. If he ran well, um, we would look at doing the same thing, just put him out, take our time with him and get him ready, um, You know, have a light autumn and get him ready for next year. Um, if he happens to run well um, and forces our hand, we'll, we'll, we'll roll on to the... Uh, Melbourne Cup with him, uh, but he'll have to yeah he'll have to run pretty well for us to change our mind and go towards the Melbourne Cup. The reports when I was at Caulfield on Tuesday with Sulcum from Stevie Arnold who rode him and Chris Waller who was there um, are just absolutely glowing. Is Chris talking to you and saying I'm confident he's going to be right in the finish from a good gate on Saturday? Oh look, if I have to relay Chris's um, tone and um, excitement. Um, to the punters, I think he'd start favourite. Um, you know, he'd start three dollar fifty favourite. But yeah, look, he's uh, Chris is very happy with him. Um, look, he's been happy with him all the way through, and he's just continued to tell me that he's improving. Um, but I don't think any of us expected him to run as well as he has um, over the sort of shorter trips um, to do what he's done at sort of at weight for age at two thousand. You know, ten furlongs um, was a very big, nice surprise. For probably the stable and, and for myself because I I did not think he'd be competitive at that sort of trip um, personally. Uh, so for him to run, I think he's run third in both of those um, uh, group ones, the Underwood and the um, Turnbull and uh, look, it's a good stepping stone because I really don't think he gets warm to 2,400 metres and, and beyond. So I'm very excited to see what, um, what, what he can produce on Saturday. Uh, I probably haven't been Oh, I must say I was very confident when incentivised mm. um, ran, so I couldn't say I haven't been this confident, but I am very confident that he will run very, very well. And his work on Tuesday was the best he's ever mm. worked. Um, he's he sort of got through that run um, without having too much of a blow. And um, Chris doesn't normally get too carried away or too excited, but um, he was very very animated um, yesterday speaking to him and um, he's he's, pretty, he's very much looking forward to tomorrow's run. Could he be even better at two miles in a Melbourne Cup? Well, Michael, I, only, I bought him with that in mind. So when I originally watched him run when he ran in the, um, Melrose, um, that was my thinking. Um, I thought 2,400 um, was... A, and, and we ran in the Queen's Cup. It was um, 2,600, I think it was. The Queen's Cup, 20, yeah, I think it was 2,600. Yep. 2, that, uh, that was his first run off the plane um, for a few months. So, And he, he won really well in that race, hitting the line strong. So I think, look, my view was where my board, but I didn't buy him thinking, oh, let's target 
the Caulfield Cup, I sort of brought him thinking, well, let's wait, we'll target a Melbourne Cup in 12 months' time because that's what we think he is. Um, and Chris has been, credit to Chris, he's been able to put that speed into his legs. And um, 12 months ago, I would have thought he, would, he wouldn't be able to win a Caulfield Cup. Um, that would have been my, my, my view. Um, but now uh, that's changed because he's been so competitive over um, 10 furlongs. But I do think he's, you know, got all the credentials, um, he'll stay all day, he's got a good turn of foot and he's a much, well, he's a, he's, he's a better racehorse today than he was 12 months ago, so it's exciting. Oh, it's a good push for the Caulfield Cup with Sulcombe on Saturday. Uh, you've got a lot to look forward to the week after as well because you could have three runners in the Cox Plate and one of the the big spruik horses the past week that has firmed a lot in betting is Victoria Road, and um, you've been instrumental in bringing this horse out. Um, he's trained by Aidan O'Brien. He'll run under Aidan's name in the Cox Plate. How good is this horse? I like him a lot. I don't know. Um, I don't know how good he will be. I think this horse has a lot of improvement. Um, this is only his second run. I mean, he was very good as a two-year-old. Uh, he'd won his last four races as a two-year-old, in group, including a Group 1 um, in America in the Breeders' Cup. Um, and he had hurt himself. Um, it, it, he had an infection, I think. Um, and he, didn't, he had a setback, which meant he only ran twice so far as a three-year-old. Um, his first run was over 10 furlongs in France on a pretty wet track, which he didn't like at all. Um, and he probably wasn't fit enough to go there first up on that track. Um, so they dropped him back to a mile um, and he ran very well in that mile, hitting the line strong. So he's only had those two starts and I think um, now up to 2000, um, he's working very well at home and I think he'll continue to I think whatever he does next Saturday um, I think he's just a starting point so I think he's pretty pretty early in his prep this is his third run so I think he'll continue to improve but they're very very happy with him um, in quarantine um, TJ who, who's been uh, managing him since he's arrived um, couldn't speak more highly about him and like I was just saying last we had a dinner last night with all the, with all the boys out there and um, I was just telling everybody, I used to call TJ um, every night at about 6 o'clock and I used to find at 12 o'clock I still couldn't go to sleep. I was still, I was still very wired, so um, I couldn't work it out. I thought, I haven't had any coffee. Why Why can't I sleep? And then I worked out, you know, TJ gets me that fired up about how good the horse is going. So <laughs> I've learned now to call him in the mornings um, and then by the evening, I, you know, I can go to bed at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, so... Well, he's very, very, he's very excited about um, how he's going, and he's um, hasn't put a foot wrong. So, will either of these? Will he go out to the valley on Tuesday? Will he go straight to uh, Mooney Valley for the first time on Cox Plate Day? I'd like him to go out and have a look around. Um, I'd like um, Blake to have a sort of sit on him as well, but obviously, I'm not going to um, tell Aiden what to do. I wouldn't dare. Um, so, I'm leaving it to Aiden. But I, uh, Gut feeling was I don't think they want to change too much um, of his routine. Um, they're very much it's unbelievable the way they um, they train these horses. Um, it's just so such a routine. They just don't break routine, and 
when I was speaking to TJ yesterday, he said, look, you'll speak to Aiden whether he does, but their gut feeling is they just don't want to break routine. He's got a routine every day and um, he could probably just stay at Werribee and just um, arrive on Cox Plate morning. Uh, Buckaroo, he's still headed to the, the Cox Plate after his run on the weekend? Uh, unlikely. Unlikely. From, from my side, yeah, unlikely. I just think that the track in Sydney, um, look, he ran he run very well from where he was. Um, you know, he, he, I think he ran 11.96 the last 400 um, from back of the field and... Um, from all the, the, the track was just so, so rock hard, and he's a big horse. So, look, he's pulled up quite well, and he's travelled down from Sydney, and he's now in Werribee. Um, but my gut feeling would be um, to give him probably give him three weeks between rounds forwards, and maybe head towards the um, Championship Stakes um, at Flemington on the last day over two thousand. That might be you know two runs, and again we'll put him out and. Uh, take our time with these horses and and get some more racing out of them in the autumn and the, and the spring. With that firm track, um, is Light Infantry Man um, going to be able to run in a Cox Plate as well now? Yeah, look, I think at this stage we are progressing towards Cox Plate uh, and Karen will decide um, if, if we actually take our spot there. But at this stage, uh, we'll, we'll go towards the Cox Plate. Um, if that changes, um, that'll be just something Karen, uh, like, you know, will decide. Um, with, with him again, look, he's obviously got a, a ton of ability. He melted before the race um, and he sort of didn't jump well out of the barriers and he was over racing. Um, and I think, again, the firm track he just didn't like. So... Um, Kieran's got a little bit of work to do um, with him to get him right. Um, so, you know, we all know Kieran can actually, you know, Kieran can do that. But, um, yeah, he, he'd need to be 100% before Kieran um, decides to run the Cox Plate. Okay. So. Uh, they're your superstar internationals, which are going to be hard to beat. It sounds like we all need to be on Sulcombe in the Caulfield Cup. Is there anything else you can help the RSN listeners out that carries your famous colours over the next few days we should be having a bet on? Um, probably rang me uh, a, a day. Oh, don't too say late. that. I, I would have. Miramasa. I tipped Miramasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe he was paying um, $8 actually after he'd beaten um, Rigolina to start before, but he, he was very good. Um, and he'll, he'll probably head towards um, the Queen's Cup on the last day. Yep. Um, look, we've got a horse called Broadcaster who run really well. Um, last start, you know, she was out the trip and um, she she was very good uh, uh, sunsets uh, and sun source um, are going well I don't see them beating um, Chris Wallace or riffraff I think it's a jet um, mm. so we'll be running for second there but um, no, yes, I see that, I see in Sydney there's one I'll ask you about because he was a pretty promising horse when you bought into him promises kept is running at Randwick on Saturday what are your thoughts about him yeah yeah look we we always knew when we um, secured him that he would need time and we'd given him that time. Um, we, we, we rate him a lot. Uh, he, he's very immature. Uh, but again, you know, he's a horse that um, could just come out and, and you know, run a blinder and, and win. But again, these, these sort of staying types, um, we just, lessons learned, we're just taking our time and um, making sure that, you know, that they're right um, when we need them to be right. So... 
I think he'll run well. Um, but again, I, I, I want to see him do it. Uh, I guess there's just one bet. That sounds like it's Sulcum. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think, look, out of the two that I'm very upbeat about would probably be Sulcum um, in the Caulfield Cup uh, and Melbourne Cup, um, provided he comes through that race sound and well. And and I think Victoria Road will give him a good shake um, in, the, in, the, in the Cox Plate. Aussie, enjoy Saturday. Best of luck. All right. Thank you, Michael. Pre- appreciate your time, uh, Aussie Kiwi. So, gee, that's a good push, isn't it? Uh, the form's there for everyone to see.